Hello everyone, welcome to the Leche We Are podcast. My name is Eddie Pabone. I am so excited today. We are launching season four with an amazing individual who is filled with light and love. This man is so dope and I'm really, really excited to do this interview with him. Let's get him on. Mr. Coach Doc, a.k.a. Antonio Harrison. Just waiting for him to come on and we'll get started. So for those of you who are just joining, who have never heard of the Leche We Are podcast, Leche is an acronym for love, energy, community, healing, and empowerment. We are a mindfulness collective and this podcast is meant to be everything love, everything community, everything empowerment, everything good energy, everything healing. Okay, so let me get Mr. Coach Doc on here. So I hope you are feeling blessed, not stressed. We have some good stuff to talk about in today's podcast. As soon as Antonio joins me, we are going to rock it out. Um, Antonio is a VR coach. He's a doctor, from what I understand. We'll talk more about that with him when he comes on. Um, and I know about Mr. Antonio Harrison through working out on this VR headset uh, for Oculus. It's, it is called Oculus, um, and it's a Quest that I have. But it is so dope because you get to immerse yourself into other realities and have a dope workout and there's a dope community behind it there's so much love energy in there the community is automatically there and then the healing comes from doing the work right so mr coach doc just um requests to join and wait let me see just waiting for antonio to join us and there he goes, my man. What's up? What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm, I'm blessed, man. Especially that I'm able to talk with you on this live. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, it's it's uh, recovering a little bit from birthday yesterday, so I'm pulling myself I figured, together. I figured. I figured. I'm like, you know what? He's probably gonna be all washed up and shit, but I'm gonna pull him on a podcast anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> Happy birthday, my brother! If you're watching, Mister Mister Harrison's birthday was yesterday. Antonio's a beautiful soul, so I hope that he got so much love yesterday. We were surrounded I by. Did, I did. So much. Come on, Instagram. Come on, Internet. There you go. All right. There you go. So, Coach Doc, as I know you, right, you are one of the dopest coaches. All three of you guys are dope, but you're my favorite. I'm sorry, Leanne. I'm sorry, Renier. I fuck with I Antonio. I love <laughs> Antonio. I feel the realness coming through the audio, coming through the visual, coming through, you know what I'm saying? You have so much light and love. And, um... You and I have something in common in terms of. Let wait, hold on, because Instagram is really giving us a lot right now. Let's see if we can get Antonio back on. 
All right. You are you are here. I don't know what's up with your internet, brother. <laughs> All right. I think I'm back now. What's going on? <laughs> are you are you on a are you on a Wi-Fi signal? What's going on over there? I hope it's not me. Is it me? Is it? Is it the? So we have. Mindfulness is being able to still yourself in tough, troubling times, right? Uh, so, Coach Doc, what's up, man? I hope your internet what's is better. Up, I hope we, I hope we can wrap this interview out with minimal interruptions. How are you feeling today? I know you washed up from your birthday. How you doing? I'm good, man. Um, I felt a lot of love yesterday. Uh, I started my morning off right with some meditation and just being grateful. So. Uh, and then, you know, had barbecue that was awesome and family and friends over. So it was just a blessed day, man. I can't I can't complain. And I woke up a little groggy this morning, but I had some work to do and had to go meet some clients around 730 a.m. So I've been up moving and shaking, man. Same here, brother. So I was like, uh, I'm on a roll right now. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I made it on time. Yes. Always where you're supposed to be. Right. Right. So one of the things that Antonio and I have in common, like I was saying a minute ago before the internet hated on the whole situation, was that we both teach people meditation, right? And I have to say, I've grown a love for you, brother, just on a soul level, because you're doing the work to help people in ways that they don't even understand, right? Very true, so, man. It's a... Uh... It's been an interesting thing because, like, I didn't, I didn't ever, I never expected to to share meditations or I had done it once before. It was supernatural and like, um, it's just been weird that uh, that's something that has come about in my life that I never expected. Same, same here, right? I don't think anybody ever grows up saying I'm going to be a meditation coach. <laughs> <laughs> in fact. I don't know about you. What's your background? I know. Are you Latino? Are you? Are you? I know you're a person of color. So where you from? Funny story. Uh, so my dad's black. He's from Louisiana. Um, my mom is white, and what we thought was Hispanic. Uh, so I grew up black, Mexican, and white all my life until about four years ago, and then I found out Nana was, you know, she had a little bit of fun. So uh, Romulo Salazar wasn't actually grandpa. It was a uh, Grandpa was actually an Italian immigrant who uh, uh, came over to New York. So I'm black and Italian. So Antonio wow. still works. Yeah, so you it still works. Funny, but... bro? I didn't mention this in my book, but that's something else we have in common. So we look, I look like I'm partially Italian. To my knowledge, I'm fully Puerto Rican, but my grandmother had a little bit of fun too. So we're not <laughs> sure who the baby father is. It's a whole Maury situation. But. <laughs> I'm run with I know who my dad is and that's that. I don't know about grandpa and grandpa and, and, and grandma situation, but you know what? They was doing the best they could, right? And and, right. and thanks to them we're here. So however it worked out. Shout out to, to Grandma Harrison. Uh <laughs> whatever her last name is. But bro, 
I'm so happy to speak to you right now. I've been doing this podcast for a while. It was, used to be uh, Random Talks Podcast, and, and I just rebranded it. Let's say we are to focus more on mindfulness, right? People who empower other people, who are about community, etc. And when you said yes to this podcast, I was like, wow, this is going to be, this is like, I'm fucking hype about this. This is dope. Nice. So <laughs> I love that you're a real person, man. I want to thank you, like, on a personal level before we get into more about you and just say that, you know, there are times that you've made me cry and you didn't even know. I think I told you one time I, I was, I was working out and I was feeling empowered already. I had just finished meditating, and then you came on, and you do what you do on Supernatural, which you could talk about in a minute, um, and then you started just talking to me, right? And so that's how I felt anyway. I'm sure everybody who plays this shit feels that way, but it hit. It resonated. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, this, this fucking dude is like, oh, he's hitting me, right? So I'm like, all right. So the tears are coming down as I'm working out, and it's an interesting thing because they're good tears. They're tears of joy, right? um and purity and so i finished the i finished and i was so emotionally moved that i hit you up i, well, I went to go hit you up on instagram and say bro like I, you fucking made me cry and then i see a video of you talking about um how you struggle with who you were versus who you are right at times and you know the cursing thing stuff so this is totally this is something that I identify with. It, President Eddie struggles with the hood rat he used to be, right? I used to be a hood booger. And now I'm trying to balance that shit out with a lot of mindfulness and maybe dance the world of, you know, keep it clean. But also, so I don't want to rub people wrong, right? But I also want to be right. clean, genuine. And that comes with a couple fucks and shits, right? <laughs> Very true, so, bro. Uh, it, nah, I was just saying, it, it's 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 a, a tiptoe that I feel like sometimes I don't want to walk, but also I know it's necessary because just there are certain parts of me that aren't the same from back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So how did you get into meditation? Uh, honestly, it was always something that was interesting and cool to me, but I tried a bunch of different stuff. I mean, if I was to be real about it, it really came down to, um, uh, religion and I'm not religious but I I sought out like going to church myself when I was 13 right and just by myself and it was a horrible fucked up experience I had somebody try to fight me on the church lawn like it was just like I was just like people are people and then um, like, I, I got kicked out of youth bible study because I asked too many questions and then when I was in college um, I took a world religions class and like just tried to learn about stuff. And then I was, I kept searching and searching. And I think it was after I had my knee injury and I just, my mind was all over the place and I didn't really know who I was because my identity had been so wrapped up in athletics that I was just like, I need to just sit down and be quiet for a second. Right. And so, you know, I, I checked out uh, Zen meditation. I, I went and looked at uh, Nichiren Buddhism. I looked at all this different stuff and then it came to, and I did guided meditations, but it came to the point where like, I just needed to sit down and be still. Mm. Like, that's all it was. Um, and so I sat down and I was still and some amazing things started happening when I started listening to my higher self. Um, and then in terms of sharing that with other folks, I just happened to be working at this boutique treadmill fitness studio and 
I was like, hey, I, I want to try something. Would you guys, you guys are looking for new ways to kind of get clients to come in. Like, could I do a guided meditation? It was just on a whim. And so I created a 30-minute guided meditation and people loved it. People were crying. People, you know, looked at me in a whole different way. And it was really weird for me at first. Mm. Um, and uh, as I was with Supernatural, Leanne was part of that fitness studio as well. And they were looking for something different, I think, with the workouts. And uh, she was like, you know, Antonio does guided meditations. And I was like, yeah, I'm down to try that. And that made me really nervous, man. Like, I got to do this right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I did it with Supernatural and it became this. Th At first it was just with slow burns. And then they were these offshoots because people asked for them not attached to the workouts. And then it became its own thing. And then I was like, wow. Uh, whether it's my voice or the words that I'm saying or the fact that I put time and care and effort into it, like people are appreciating this and valuing this. And that just, it warms my heart, man. Like I said. You know why? It's not only, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have synchronicity happen where the universe sort of puts you aligned with, with what's for you, right? But you... You and I share every time I hear you speak, bro. I'm like, damn, me too, me too. <laughs> like, I, I went through it, you know, and I think it, there's such a contrast from where I come from, right? I, I'm, I'm speaking for me here that it's almost like you get that uh, imposter syndrome from time to time, right? Where it's like, damn, I can't fuck this up. And you got that, that little negative voice, that limited thinking belief system that always pops back up on you that's like, you're not you're not about this life like you don't you know you don't you, you they're gonna they're gonna see right through you right and it's just like no you are channeling light and love you have a gift right you have honed in on that and it is through adversity that we find ourselves right so you said something that was significant to me because i found meditation i had already heard of meditation and sort of like danced with it but i really started practicing deeply when i had a car accident and that changed my life so like you know, like you, I was trying to find it was so much noise in life and I was just yeah. trying to find a way to like quiet it down and just still myself and be happy, right? In the moment. And and then meditation came along and I, I studied the Buddhism thing. I you know, checked out Vipassana and Zen Buddhism and, and you know Indian stuff and American stuff and all these different practices. And I come from a heavy religious background as well. So for me it just all culminated into lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about Supernatural for a second before we keep going on because I, I could talk about mindfulness with you all day like it's dope <laughs> to find somebody who like gets it right and is doing the work too um, but Supernatural so folks if you have never tried virtual reality you have to fucking try this I swear to God yeah. you are not living your life <laughs> Right, like this is one of the dopest new techs that are out, and I think we're also caught up in the old school version of VR that like nobody really wants to give um, VR a chance now, right? But it's so advanced now, and the tech that is so dope. But Coach Doc, as I know him, is one of the three coaches that's on this app, and okay. it is such a dope workout uh, situation where you like you you feel like you're not working out, but you're it's kicking your ass and you're working out. 
But I think all that dopamine is flowing, all that stuff is going through, them chemicals are coming through, you're feeling good, and you have the sense. It's sort of like a trick system where, like, your brain is believing you're playing a video game, right? Or at least for me, it's that way. But you're actually fucking working out. So I have to thank you and the coaches and Supernatural for taking my COVID weight away. I got super (laughs) fucking fat, okay? And I was not feeling myself. And I was like, you know what? I don't have to go to a gym. Let me put this on. I tried it out and I was like, oh, this is it. This is a game changer. Like, this is the money yeah. for me. And so I'm on now day 168, right? 168? 168. 168. This, like, nonstop. And I've never done that in my life, bro. So I thank you for that. Thank you for bringing, bringing quality and value into my living room, into my life without even knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah. So how do you get into Supernatural? How does one become a dope-ass fucking VR coach? <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. Um, I never would have put together the sentence that I'm a VR fitness coach. Like, yeah. That wouldn't have existed in my mind. Um, but in all honesty, I got to give big props to Leanne. Uh, when I was working with her at the, tre- at the boutique treadmill fitness studio, uh, they got bought up by a corporation who like would franchise places, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of copy and paste all over the nation. And when they did that, they went into this uh, mode of trying to be a lot like Peloton, where they would they they rented out a studio or bought a studio and they were doing uh, the treadmill workouts on camera. And, and I went and auditioned and they accepted me and I did a bunch of those. And I think Leanne saw that as well as the work that I had been doing just inside the studio. And it was like, he's comfortable in front of a camera. Um, he's got this thing about him. Uh, I think you guys might be interested in this cat because she was already working with him. And so, you know, next thing I knew out of the blue, I get a text from her saying like, hey, would you be interested in an opportunity in virtual reality? And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. what that means. I don't know <laughs> what that means, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, and so I went up and I interviewed and talked to them and, in all honesty, man, I think Leanne sold me before there was a, cause it didn't feel like an interview. It felt like they were trying to say like, you should come on board. You should be about this. Um, because it didn't feel like I was being asked questions of like, ah, is this the guy we want? And, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm all about this. And then I tried, uh, I tried supernatural for the first time in their office building with the headset. And I was like, this is dope. Yeah. Like I, I only did like one or two tracks and I was already sweating. And I was like, this is for real. Yeah. And it's fun. And I get to be a part of this. Fuck yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and from there, it just went. You know what I mean? That's dope, man. That's beautiful. You know, you're saying you're, what you're saying is so important because I want everybody who's listening to know that you cannot predict what's for you. You can think that you are on this mission and you're going and you're gonna go to work and you get your degrees, right? You're a doctor, from what I understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got right. a PhD. You probably thought you was going to school, you was going to be a doctor, and then, you know what I'm saying? And you are, right? But you're a love doctor. You're a whole different, you're a VR doctor now. You're a whole different fucking category of this shit. You wasn't, but you aligned yourself with it, right? Yes. And so it's a beautiful thing 
Folks, if you are listening to this and you are questioning what your future looks like, you don't know. Nobody knows. But what you can do is grab hold of the present moment, do the work and show up for yourself, and watch these fucking miracles unfold. I say this shit in all my, my videos and all my things. When you do the work, miracles start to unfold in your life, right? And the work is up on you. It's about you improving yourself, right? Taking a look in the mirror and loving that person, but also acknowledging that you're not perfect and there's some work to do. So... No. You got a wife, you got kids, you're a beautiful family, by the way. Your wife is fly, and I'm gay, so don't worry about it. I'm going to be good. But your wife is bad. I'm like, yes, go for it. Well, well and I always, I, just to what you were mentioning, I like to tell people, like, when I, people reach out and ask me about stuff, especially in the field that I got my PhD about how they can excel, and I'm like, be, bring value and be bigger than the place you're in, right? Like, bring that amount of value that, all of a sudden things will start happening. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't just worry about right now. Focus on there's you're making an impact, whether you believe it or not, whether you notice it or not. Um, there's someone who's hearing you. There's someone who's listening. They may not tell you. They might be a silent fan. They might be someone that doesn't want to express what they're going through, but you're making an impact. Just keep bringing value and things keep happening. The moment I let go, you know, I used to struggle with like, what am I supposed to do? What, what's my career thing? What's my niche? Yeah. Like, what, what is it? That, yeah. And I stopped trying to find that thing and just started working on me and finding myself. And those things then started to find me. And, you know, here I am today on a fucking podcast with you talking about some shit that, like, I would have never thought I would have been doing. Talk about how you're a fucking man. You're a badass VR coach. You're changing lives right here. You wasn't even ready. <laughs> But it's, it's cool. Like this is this is this is dope. You know, when you talk about when you start trying to control life, because as humans, that's just a natural instinct. We try to control things, right? We try to feel like we're in control because it's a comfort zone. But when you stop trying to control things, is when things start to flow. And it's it's a it's a little bit of a a, a conundrum, like a, a a mind fuck. But it's true. So for those who are listening, right? We live in a fear-based society. So I would like to ask you, what sort of fears did Antonio have to overcome? to get to this point? Ooh, that's a heavy one. Um, <laughs> the fear, uh, so I've always been really observant, right? And part of that was a survival skill when I was younger. Like I had to know where the exit was. I had to know who was sketch. I had to know who had my back because I was just put in some fucked up situations. But what that did for me, even though it made me successful in a lot of things, it also created this fear where like, I think about, and I still struggle with this today because I'm not perfect, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm still on my journey. Um, yeah. I, I still struggle with today my assumed perception that people have of me. Mm. Even if I'm just walking down the street and I'm smart enough to know 99.9% .9 of the time, ain't nobody thinking about me. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> they got their own shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might they even really do. And they're still not thinking about you. They're still not <laughs> thinking about you. Um, but I'm like, oh, what's this person thinking? Or if my music is blasting in the car and I pull up next to someone who's got their window down, like, what's their perception, right? These are just little things that run through my mind. And so getting over the fear of worrying about what the fuck others have to say about me, whether they mm. say it or not, that was a big one. Um, another one was, you know, I only grew up with my black side of the family. That was it. Yeah. I didn't have any contact with the other side. So I grew up in an 
completely black culture, completely black environment, um, until I ended up getting a scholarship to go to a private school. And all of a sudden, I was the only black kid there, mm. right? So there was this thing of like, am I black enough? But at the same time, am I too black, mm. right? And I know that's a weird thing to say because we it's come not. in all shapes, sizes, yes. emotions. But from the stereotypes that we've been trained and conditioned to, as a young kid, you know, I look in the mirror, I'm not as dark as my dad. I'm not as dark as the rest of my family. But you but identify as a black man, right? Right. And at the same time, I would go to school and everybody would look as me as if I was as dark as my dad. And it was this weird fucking thing. And in all honesty, man, uh, something just recently happened that kind of, I don't know, shifted that for me, which was um, my youngest son. If you looked at him, you would have, you would think like maybe Hispanic, maybe like I'm not really sure. That's what I got you know, for you. That's why I was like, "What are you, bro?" <laughs> yeah. And and so, uh, you know, I would see kids working as an educator all the time, especially elementary school. I would see young kids, especially young white kids, that would get really attached to their teachers, mm -hmm. like, "Oh, I love you," and hug their teachers. I'm like, I was never like that. My two older kids were never like that. And I always kind of thought it was a little weird. Like what's going on in the house that like you're loving that, like a teacher like that in, in yeah. such an emotional way. But then this year, my youngest has a black dark skinned male teacher and he loves the fuck out of his teacher. Uh -huh. And it, and to the point to where like he learned how to contact him on zoom, like he found an email address and like and his teacher told him he had, he was going to San Diego for the weekend to do stand up comedy. And like, he reached out to him, snuck the tablet and I was just like, want to make sure you get there safe. I hope everything's okay. Like, I hope it all goes well. And it was cute, but I was like, what the fuck is that all about? And then it dawned on me, every male that my son sees in his life are dark skinned black males. Mm. It's the first time somebody in a, a power a position of power or authority looks like to him what he relates to. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Like he feels him so much because he looks like Grampy's. He looks like uncle. He, feels he like looks family. like feels familiar. Yeah. He feels like family. And so for me, that was a big switch for me of just kind of being like, fuck the conditioning and the stereotypes. Fuck what people think about me. Um and I still struggle with it, but it all boils back down to what you were saying of that imposter syndrome. Like, am I, am I who I say I am? Mm. Am I, am I putting off what, what I expect people to hope to get out of me? Um, and I have to just continually leave that to the side and I'm better about it these days, but man, I got to tell you, it was, it was real back then, like constantly thinking about it. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. You mentioned something that's significant. Earlier, you said you grew up in sketchy environments with people who you had to figure out whether or not they were sketchy, right? So your construct of the reality is fear-based, right? And then you grow up and you're, you're like, wait a minute, like this shit is not serving me anymore. Like, you know, there are good teachers out there and maybe it doesn't have to be some funny shit going on, but my son identifies with his teacher, right? So it's like, you start to remove the fear programming, I call it, right? And you start to just put that shit to the side and just let that love out. And 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 what you, what you said also was significant in terms of people of color growing up with a mindset that is like, where do I fit? And it's a yep. fucked up reality, right? Yep. As a Latino, I mean, I'm light-skinned. I'm Puerto Rican. I, I, 
I have never experienced true racism in the way that I'm sure a dark-skinned black male would, right? But I am, I've got that trauma programming, that generational people of color trauma shit that's in me. That's like I come from a shit show of a dysfunctional ass family. You know, people were sketchy. You know, you know what I come from. You read the damn book. Um, but removing that fear programming and putting putting love into the equation and sort of like examining life for what it is and realizing that some of the stuff is self-imposed and yes, some of the stuff is the reality. The reality is it's fucked up and we are living in an unjust society, but then there are also constructs within ourselves that we've accepted as the reality that sort of reinforce that shit, right? So I always say to people like remove remove all that remove it all remove the color yes i asked you where you're from what's your nationality i think that's just how we're trained to operate but that doesn't say anything about you right like you 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 you've already said as a black male and i've heard other people say it like am i black enough right and 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 do i even fit into my own category of people so then so then there's layers within the layers within the layers of like segregation and just fear-based energy is what I call it. It's like, it's limited, it's enclosing, it feels depressive, there's a lot of anxiety involved in it, and we all dance to the tune of it in our own ways, right? But I think now is a beautiful process, I mean, as ugly as our society is looking at the time, um, I think this is a great opportunity for us to really make some fucking changes, right? To, to exemplify as people of color our value in society, you said bring value to people, right? And that's important. You have to expect from others what you expect from yourself first, right? You cannot expect others to be kind to you if you're not kind to yourself, and you will surely not be kind to others if you are not kind to yourself first. Right. So you gotta love yourself. You gotta be comfortable with who you are. And mindfulness, it sounds like, brought you to that place to some extent. You're able to sort of segregate the programming from what it is now, right? and sort of find a balance yeah now the uh just being mindful in general and understanding like asking myself the question like would i like me if i met me Mm. right like would i like me if i met me right how am i approaching other people how am i feeling and then also understanding that everybody's on their own journey man like people are they deal with shit yeah right even when I think about my kids, like, I don't, yes, I love my babies. They're, they're my babies. They will always be. But they're their own little people. Yeah. They're exper- they've got, they live in a world. Their experience, no matter how much I try to shape, control, let go, it's, it's their world, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm constantly just trying to, trying to be aware of the fact that I got my own shit to deal with. Everybody's got their own shit to deal with. Um, and maybe just being kind and saying hello to somebody might change somebody's day. Absolutely. You know, I agree with you. Like, just say hi. Um, and that's also, too, how I grew up. You know, my dad's from the South. And it's it's uh, it's interesting because you mentioned, like, not uh, not having blatant ri- racism. I didn't have it until I went to Iowa. Mm. Right. And in the Midwest. And it was it was no joke. I, I visited Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri. Um, you know, I was Texas. I was down there. Um, but I got to be real, man. I appreciated the genuine sincerity, uh, sincerity of people, even if they didn't like you, like they let you know up front. 
You ain't. You you advancing this shit, nah. bro. I don't know how I feel about that. I remember real quick. You don't fuck with me. I quickly ain't fucking with you. You go do that hate shit over there. But <laughs> <laughs> I love the Midwest, man. That shit was real. People were real. Um, and it's not to say that people in California aren't. What it means though is when I'm here in California, sometimes I feel like you never really know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like just aren't straightforward about shit all the time. And I'm just trying to be straightforward. And I know we're kind of all over the place in what we're talking about, but it all comes back again to that, like you were mentioning, the whole mindfulness thing. I just want to make sure that I'm being aware of my surroundings. I'm being aware of myself. I'm listening to myself and that I'm trying to love other people, um, but also not being afraid to be angry at other people, yes. not being afraid to be upset with other people. Like that's part of the human experience. But as long as I don't allow that to control my actions and do something horrible to somebody, yeah. we're all good. Right. Be mad so, at you. Yep. Yes, you're absolutely right. Anger is anger is a natural human emotion. We are all entitled to feel that. But anger signifies some sort of turbulence within, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we externalize that anger instead of processing it. And you what you said is exactly on point, bro. I can't agree more. You can be angry, process it, because that's human. You shouldn't bottle that shit up because it will manifest in physiological damage, right? You'll get other sort of repercussions if you don't process your energy. So I always tell people, empty your cup because you can't take in any other stuff if your cup is full, right? Yep. But letting it grow also, right? Mindfulness reminds you to, like, check yourself acknowledge people are fucked up but if you sit there wallowing and festering in the reality of the world outside then you will create so much turbulence inside that you will lose out on the beauty that is in life right well i'm i'm, I'm curious about uh your answer to this or or if you have a similar feeling um as as we both you've heard some of my story growing up i've read your story growing up it's interesting how going through that, I feel like I have an easier time than most people letting go of shit. Because mm. I had to, right? Like I had to. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? But like, so going through that shit growing up, it was like, all right. So when people are complaining about certain things, I'm like, man, that's just, that's not a big deal compared to what I dealt with before. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's a blessing in disguise in that way. Yeah, a lot of, yo, you are so on point with this. You made my hair stand, man. So, like, a lot of times, I, you know, I grew up, it's, it's a funny flip side, right? You never know what's on the other side, folks. When you're growing up in tough situations, young kids watching, people going through life struggles with, with their families of origin or the family systems they were brought into, know that this shit is temporary and know that the harder it is, no, you're, yes, you are in some sense a victim because you're a child. But at the same time, as you get older, that victim, that victimization turns into a resilience, a strength. It'll either make or break you, your challenges, right? And hopefully you can stay strong enough to the end, to, to the Antonio and, and, and Eddie side of things nowadays where, like, you know, I grew up being abused. I grew up being oppressed. I grew up being discriminated against and told I was never going to be shit. I was nothing but a fat piece of shit. I got picked on. Believe it or not, I actually experienced a racism in school from black kids because I was a fat white boy. And I went to I went to school with a whole bunch of black kids. So it was like, shut up, white boy. You know, and they thought they could play me. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm Puerto Rican. Like, I'm one of y'all niggas. Don't play me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I got into a lot of fights. <laughs> but... 
But what I've experienced now, like you said, is that people are breaking down over the simplest things. And I'm sitting here like, baby, that's stress to you. That's stress to you. Like, that's your biggest problem. You're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be okay. There's a dope saying that, you know, um, especially, and it's something to think about for people during this time of quarantine and stay at home, and especially if you don't have family with you that, and you're literally by yourself. Um, if you're going to be alone, you might as well be in good company, right? <sighs> so, like, you got to be right up here. you got to be right right here, right? Like, you, you have to be comfortable with self to be alone with self. And mm -hmm. I feel like what I've seen with most people who are really struggling during this time is – they haven't flipped it, the narrative of it of like, <clears throat> instead of being like, how much this sucks, and trust me, I miss people, um, but it's an opportunity, right? Like, take it as the opportunity to reconnect with self, reconnect with nature, reconnect with your loved ones. I mean, everybody's on fucking Zoom. Like, when's the, is, do you need to call your mom or dad, mm -hmm. right? Do mm -hmm. you need to reach out to brother or sister? Do you need to call that old friend and be like, you know, I miss you, I'm sorry. Whatever it may be, right, it's an opportunity to try a lot of things um, to make self better because it's the pace has slowed down. Mm, right? Significantly. We're not, yeah, we're not moving the way we used to move. Even if you have Zooms all day, the pace is still slowed down. So you have an opportunity to stop and take a look in the mirror. And a lot of people I don't think are taking this time as an opportunity because even if we go back to normal, which I think our new normal is going to be something totally different than what we used to. But even if we go back there, don't look back and have missed out on the opportunity in that time that you had to then get back to normal and be like, man, I don't have enough time. Mm. You got it right now. You got it right now. It's so important, man. Yo, you're preaching. You are preaching, bro. Listen, if you're watching this and you're feeling like you're bored, Find something to do that will that you'll thank yourself for later. I've been taking so many certifications over COVID. Started a new Leche We Are community. Like I mean, I'm I'm like this is time not to sit here and be depressed. This is time to self improve. This is time to let go of that job you hate. Right? A lot of people are like, oh my god, I hate my job for 20 years. I worked for 20 years. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Now you're unemployed. Oh my god. All I know is my job. I wish I had a job. What do I do now? It's like. Bro, you were sad the whole 20 years. This is your opportunity. This is for you to go find what you love to do. And you may not know what that is, but try something different. Don't sit there and wait to go back to that job that you had that had you depressed for the last 20 years, right? And also... Well, and yeah, I was going to say, too, like, think about the flip side. For people who feel like this is the fucking apocalypse, right, that everything's just going to be destroyed, well, what the fuck are you doing with your last days, bro? Yeah. What are you doing? I see people like, you know, so fearful. Like, I, you, you're not wearing a mask. Okay, but you are. Like, and we're like 10 feet apart. Like, slow the fuck down. Slow down. Really take a look at how fearful you are. Assess the situation and think about whether or not you are missing out on life or living life. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to live, and, and a good way to gauge this, right, is if you're riddled with anxiety, depression, heavy feelings. If you're feeling light and lifted and empowered, this doesn't apply. This is for 99% of the population that's sitting around feeling victimized, lost, confused, stressed. I don't know about y'all, and, and I may sound like, you know, a real asshole for this, 
I'm going to just say it. Fuck it. I said what I said. But COVID has been a vacation for me. COVID, you know, for other people, I, and, I, and anybody who has suffered from COVID, my heart goes out to you genuinely. You know what I'm saying? Nobody deserves to suffer at all, ever. But for Eddie Pabone personally, this has been a great opportunity for growth, a great opportunity to slow down. Everything's going so fast. We're getting so old so fast. It's like you don't really get to smell the flowers. You don't get to really do things you love to do. Now you can. Now you can go have a picnic in the park while you wait for things to open back up, right? Yeah, no, and I, I have to say, I was blessed with the opportunity of being in the Midwest for four years <clears throat> in a very rural, like, four-stoplight town type place. Um, and I and I missed it so much that I would visit every single year. And when Safe at Home and all the restrictions hit, um, that's what it felt like. It was like, all of a sudden, I didn't have to get in my car and drive everywhere, right? I didn't have to do a bunch of shit. I was just like, I'm going to step outside on the back patio and chill for a second. Mm -hmm. Nope. This, this thing can wait for a second because yep. I'm more than this thing. Yep. And if I die of COVID <clears throat> tomorrow, at least today, I chilled out. I had a good time. I did what the fuck I wanted to do. Not what the life has been telling me to do. Like normal, right? We're just kind of going like zombies or autonomous, right? Um, so we, we cover Supernatural. I want to say... Though really quickly getting back to supernatural for a second, I fucking love this shit. Like y'all, y'all go, y'all are going straight to the top. There's no way this cannot be a thing. This has to. It's already I a hope thing. So. <laughs> no, but like, listen, I'm pushing it. Y'all, listen, I want to be clear. I don't work for supernatural. <laughs> I'm just a fan. But I'm sitting here telling everybody I know about it. I'm buying people VR headsets. Like I'm ready to fucking. I'm trying to get people on because there are a lot of people who wish they had an alternative to the gym, to the to the to the you know the struggle, if you will. This feels like fun. This feels like a game more than it feels like intensity. And it, although it's fucking intense, I want to be clear. Yeah. I've had some people who oh, this is, I could do that. Yeah, go ahead, nigga. Watch. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Here's a high intensity monster. Let's talk. So, <laughs> but um, what are you working on now? What do you want to tell the world? We have about 17 minutes left before Instagram cock blocks all the way on the rest of the situation. So, I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm all the way inappropriate, but I'm excited. So, um, I, I, I want to give you a chance to talk about anything you want to talk about. You know, for the next few minutes, let people know what you're doing, where they can find you. You know, what should we know? <laughs> ah shit there's a bunch of stuff man um you know i've been using this time to really be creative uh i've been teach i've been teaching grad school for over a decade now but okay. this is my last this is my last year like i'm done okay right like like you were talking about getting rid like i love teaching i love but like come summertime it's a wrap and so i've been just allowing myself to do a lot of different things because i always was frustrated that I didn't have like this one thing that I woke up every morning doing, right? Like mm -hmm. where this is my passion, this is my niche. Like, um, and it's interesting because again, the blessing in disguise, uh, as someone who's been an athlete from the age of four in organized sports, they say an athlete dies two deaths, one mm -hmm. when their career is over and two when they actually pass. And when my career ended, you know, and not by my choice, but by injury, um, I spent a lot of time trying to be like, who am I? What's my thing? And I stopped worrying about that, especially when I, I realized the phrase, um, what is it? A jack of all trades is a master of none. Mm. But there's 
second part to that, a jack of all trades is master of none, but better than one who masters just one, right? Um, and so I was like, cool, like, I'm gonna just do all the shit I want to do. So I'm working on this book that is, is simply uh, this nighttime meditation that I do. And it's all in my mind. It's called sparring with the gods. Yeah. Um, um, I so am working. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working. I'm working with somebody to create a restorative justice, justice program with youth in correctional facilities to help them with restitution with their victims of their crimes. But through well, a, through a connection with themselves and with in nature to then be able to reconnect with the people that they hurt, if it's possible. Um, I'm putting together a series with another person where it's meditation plus physical movement and body of some of the stuff Ooh. I do and uh, routine. Practice mindfulness practice. Yep. I like that. Yo, um, well, I'm doing the same shit. We're so aligned. <laughs> like, go for it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody just recently from Supernatural reached out to me and was like, you know, I would really love to hear your meditations in another place. They actually went so far as to contact the app Calm to see if they'd be willing to take me on. And I was thinking to myself, like, why don't I have my own meditation app or channel? Oh my God, like, I do the same thing. Like, yeah, same deal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got, I got a, and I'm giving a bunch of keynotes and presentations. I'm working on trying to uh, potentially have this, this, we're in, in the world of health, sports, and fitness, this consulting business. Like, I'm just trying a bunch of different stuff, and I'm always open to collaborations and people's ideas. Um, and so, I mean, whether, who knows what comes next, it'll always be hit up on my social media at one coach doc, but you know, I, I just don't, I don't have any, I have my biggest goal in terms of the material thing that I want <clears throat> is to be able to purchase a plot of land to build buildings on, to have all family and friend who choose to stay there, come live. Like, that's my biggest goal. So outside of that, whatever it is that gets me to that thing, I don't give a fuck what it is. As long as I'm enjoying myself and having fun. Oh, man, bro. I'm getting so many affirmations as you talk. Like, so so Eddie Pabone's current goal, and I haven't shared this with anybody outside of my own circle, right? My current five-year goal is to take Leche We Are and create a retreat space. Buy land, build spaces, for people to come and relax, feel at home, feel rejuvenated, do exactly what they need to do to, to, to recenter themselves. That's fucking beautiful. And I've been telling my partner, too, I'm like, you, instead of getting 10 acres, why don't we get, like, 30 acres so we could throw, like, our friends and family on the other side? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let them be over there. And, and so, bro, let's go. I took, I, took, <laughs> I took an RV last month in September. I took an RV and drove that shit to Arizona. And was two seconds away from purchasing 72 acres of land, right? Like, the only reason I didn't, in all honesty, was um, during the moment of signing contracts and, like, doing the deal, uh, the guy who was the broker ended up going and talking to his boss. And his boss just had zero respect. And he didn't, the boss didn't understand something. He was like, well, that's why I send all my contracts outside. And I turned to him and was like, are you? Did you just refer to me as an inanimate object? Yeah. Like, I'm like, a human bro. So like in that moment, the deal was lost just because it no longer felt right. Yeah. Right. 
And it could have been right. It could have been a great move, but it just didn't feel right anymore. And so I kept my intuition of like, that ain't right. Yep. Something ain't right about this. Oh, yep. And I don't feel good walking out of here. So like, fuck it. You know, there's other land for sale. But to go back to it, uh, no, I want tons of land. And I want to be able to, to see beautiful things and go visit. Like I'm a very... Uh, what they call it, an uh, introvert extrovert, right? Like I love people. I love being out. I love being social, but I also like my time, man. Yep. Like, empath. like being you're an empath. Right? Bro. You need to recharge. Like you can't be just giving that energy to everybody. You got to have you time. Yep. And so I just want that land to be able to say, you know, we're building this on here. If uh, my sister, like you and your family want to come stay, I'll, I'll build you a house for a room with room for everybody so far away on my land that you can't even see me. You got to take a golf cart to come get to me. Yes. But we're here. We're here. You feel right? like you're in another borough, but you're down the block around the corner past yep. the mountain. You know, my mountain. And when my, <laughs> and when my, and when my kids are grown up, if they want to go do whatever they want to do, know that they always got a place to come back to. Yep. Right. Not some place that I rent. Not some place that, um, you know, is going to be jam packed in 20 years because we don't have enough room to be, you know, putting any more houses. So we got to go up and vertical. You're not sitting on top of somebody else's house. You can't put your music up because the neighbors are complaining. I don't want none of that bullshit. I want to be, you got to drive five that. miles in past the exit to, to get just to the entrance and then another couple miles in to get to the speed. You know what I'm saying? I want to be away from the madness. <laughs> so, dope, so, you man. know, that, that's all I want. And then, you know, the route in which I get there with the things that I do, it's going to be different. But the the biggest shift for me that was my intention at from my, from my birthday for this next year was just valuing my time. That's it. Like, I've done so much and kept so many things on my plate at one time that were just to make the ends meet, just because I felt like I needed the money, because I wanted to make, like, nope, I'm done with that. I'm going to value my time. I'm going to say yes to the things that fulfill me and fulfill a purpose and no to the things that don't. Yep. And that's it. And everything yep. else will flow and you'll be happy and fuck everything else. And that's that. <laughs> so we got like, we got like another six or seven minutes. You know, I want hopefully for you to, for people watching this to take from this, that self love will lead you on your journey. The things that are for you are not necessarily constructed up here but felt here and experienced naturally, not through force and control. Um, I also want to say, bro, I have, we have so many similar ambitions. We need to, after this, at some point, like link up, collaborate somehow. Yeah, bro. Yo, supernatural style, like multiple coaches. I love calm and headspace and all that, but watch out because we got real mindfulness coming soon. Right. Real, real recognize real mindfulness. I don't right. know. <laughs> but, um, Keep doing what you're doing, man. I want to say again, thank you. I know I, you know, I don't say this to anybody comfortably, you know, like, like just to say it, I mean it from the heart. I fucking love you, bro. On a soul level. Like I see your light. I respect you. Uh, you know, namaste, right. All the way. Like I want you, I want you to shine that shit bright, man. 
and fucking change as many lives as you can, but also make the time for yourself and the beautiful kids and that beautiful wife of yours. Taha said thank you for reading the book as well. Thank you for, for showing love to the Summarize in December. Thank you for, for putting it out there and posting about it. You know, there are people who are like, that ego starts to come up and it's like, yeah, I'll support, but I'm going to support halfway. And like, you know, and, and you went all the way. You posted about it, you followed up, you reviewed, you went on LinkedIn and reviewed. I'm like, I fucking love this dude. Like, finally, somebody's <laughs> giving the love that I give out. Like, so yeah. thank you, man. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You don't have no nope. idea how much you make me happy, man. Nah, I, I greatly appreciate it. Much love. I appreciate all you're doing, man. And, and I do want to say this for anybody who's watching. Um, I don't have my shit all the way together, bro. Mm. Nobody does. Like, yes, we, we try our best to share love and light and to make people's lives better. And we've had an impact. Um, but like, I also go to sleep and struggle with shit. Yep. Every day. Yep. And so I don't ever want anybody to, to think and sit and be like, well, he's he's living a fantasy life. Like and I can't do that. Like, no, we haven't. We we're human, and we have yeah. that same mess of a construct for our nature that you do, right? The only yeah. difference is that we were fortunate enough to take some time out to carve some time out to try to make sense of it, and through that practice, have been able to manage life on life's terms rather than running into walls. Nurse cat loves cats. Thank you for listening and watching. Um, but, but you, what you say is profound. Can, can I give one more thing I'd love go, for people go. to do? This is your show. Go for it. <laughs> so I take, you know, I have my routine in the morning, whether it be the physical, the meditation, the journaling, all that. But there's one thing I do that I would love for people to like pick up and take. Go. Carve, uh, carve time in your day, every day to just proactively think, whether it's something you want to think about or you just want to let your mind run and with a bunch of ideas, but take 30 minutes out of your day to just say, I'm putting all the electronics to the side and I'm just going to go think, yep. right? Like think about all the great people in the world that have, uh, you know, like all the wisdom and, and the creation and the people who, who we look back in history is these wonderful people. All of them had one thing in common. They took time out to think. They weren't just re reacting to everything. They took time out to proactively use their fucking brain as the muscle it was designed for instead of just being a response mechanism. Use it. It's a muscle. Build that shit. Yep. Go and think 30 minutes a day. Yes. Take a deep breath and say, fuck that on the exhale, right? Because at the end of the day, your sanity is what's going to get you through. You're so right. Sit with yourself. Sit in silence. And at least for, he said 30 minutes, right? Fuck that. Yes. Go for it. At least 30 minutes. If you're, if you just come into this process and you feel less uh, capable, more noisy, right? And you have a, a you have an uncomfortability with sitting with self, try 10 minutes. Work from there. You're going to see what happens is, is that all this stuff is coming. You start to notice, wow, i got a lot of fucking noise up there, right? And you start well, to process that stuff. Well, and two, like, but don't worry about it. Well, and don't worry about it being a meditation where you close your eyes and you focus on breathing. Like, go outside and walk around. Keep your eyes open. Talk to yourself. Just, like, think. Just think. What's up? Like, don't get on the phone. Don't, don't do any tasks. Just sit with yourself. And with that, brother, I think before they cut us off and we can't preserve the video so others can watch, I definitely want to bring you back on at some point because we I feel like we just getting started. It's always like we just started hanging out. You know what I'm saying? It's time to go. Anytime, brother. I appreciate it. Much love to you and thank you for inviting me. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. Folks, follow at One Coach Doc. Show him love. Check out Supernatural. Check out the work that he's doing. Check out his book when it drops. I'm already going to buy it. Um, and, and just show him love, right? Because without people like Doc, you know, the world gets a little more dreary. And we need that we all have the capability of being being the light and love that we truly are regardless of the programming and the circumstances with that i want to say thank you again brother know that you are limitless light love and potentiality no matter what and everything else will flow i love you i thank you until i get to see you again man and i'm probably gonna go jump on vr after this take care of yourself give a hug to your wife and kids and keep taking time for you bro because it's 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 too, manifesting bro. thank you much love to you namaste <laughs> till next time y'all Peace.